Today on the show, we got some awesome guests, and we're going to talk about two relatively big topics, I think. We're going to talk about the review process. What works, what qualifies a review, and how do we trust a review? The entire process involved for all of us. And we're going to talk about gatekeeping when it comes to games. Something about this big game that came out, apparently, boys. It's Elden Ring. So we're going to get into all of that right now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Xbox A. I am one of your hosts, Matt. Joining me as always, the Dark Knight of Xbox himself, Mr. Court. Hi. Hey. hey, hey I guess I, I guess it's almost like I the the vengeance of Xbox, but by the yeah, yeah he was really just want, all about vengeance, wasn't he? He was. Let's just keep saying was. Was. I don't want to give away anything. Spoiler free. That man's a nice movie. And joining us, we have two <laughs> awesome gentlemen giving up their time to talk some reviews, to talk about gatekeeping. First off, just based off of where I'm looking on my screen, I got David from Level One Gaming. David, how are you, my friend? Thank you so much for coming. Hey, hey there's no problem at all, man. I appreciate the invite. Anytime I'm invited anywhere, like I always like, me? Me? You. you want me? You want me, baby? You. Of course I'm going to come <laughs> talk. So I was super excited. I, I, I responded back in an instant. It's always a pleasure to hang out with you, uh, Madden Court, man. It's first time we're hanging out on the podcast together, man. And Attic, we got we got mad history. So it's going to be a good show, man. I really look forward to, to hanging out with your brothers tonight. Nice. And joining us is that man from the Iron Lords podcast, Attic. Sir, good to see you again. It's been a while. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, it, it has been a while. It's 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 been a long week. It's been a long month, man. Like I feel like I feel like there's no breathing room with these games. Like February might have well have been a spirit bomb from Dragon Ball Z hitting me right up the face. Like <laughs> it, it feels like the moment a game's done, I feel like I can breathe. Bam, another game drops. Like well, yeah, like I saw everybody popping at the Ghostwire Tokyo, right? That's like already. That's the new thing. Like yeah. all the all the influencers are like, "Look, I'm playing this game." I'm just like, "How? How? I am still playing Horizon." Yeah, Horizon's still like, a game for me. It, it's it's still oh, a Lord. thing that I haven't finished yet. Like this is so. Hard. I still haven't beat Elden Ring, and I've put probably 80, 90 hours in it. So, pop yeah. like what two two achievements? I heard. I heard it's like you can play <laughs> yeah, for like hundred like hours. Four. I think I got hey, like four. There you go. See this. This is where having a team comes in handy because as soon as we got our Ghostwire code, it was like. Yeah, Chakalaka, this is yours, baby, because I'm not doing this. Like, there's no time to, to really play all of these games back to back to back to back like this. So I'm just fortunate to have a team where I could just say, yeah, I'm not doing this, and I hand it to somebody else so I can keep playing stuff like Skull, which no one's playing right now, but it's in my backlog, and I can focus on that and play other games down the road. So my, my question to both of you, because you're more of, um, like, my very first game ever reviewing was Halo Infinite um, this year, and even that for me was... Um, with the time frame that we all got, I was just like, hmm, this is a bit much. Um, where do you guys find the time and where, how, how do you manage it all? Because if you look at right now what the pandemic is what has caused, it's caused these games just to drop back to back to back to back to back. Like we literally had Horizon, Elden Ring, Gran Turismo, and now Ghost, Ghostwire Tokyo in less than three weeks. Like that's crazy. Yeah, just, it's definitely. Oh yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead, add it. It, it it's a, you. It's pretty much like you got to determine. I mean, I, I guess as content creators, there's a couple things you have to take into consideration. What would be more beneficial to uh to your content? What would be more beneficial to your brand? Uh, what has a bigger reach? Uh, you know, what can you get a hold of earlier rather than on launch? Mm -hmm. So you know, there's a lot of factors to it. And when it comes to like just the consumer side. It's like, what do you have time to play? Like, do, do you have time to jump in something like Horizon that's probably a shorter game than something like Elden Ring? Or do you have time to just dedicate the next two months of your life to Elden Ring and just completely ignore everything else? You know, a, a lot of it, I think, too, is because you see a lot of people doing reviews. And one thing people don't know is people like myself or on the smaller side, we don't typically get stuff as far in advance as the... <laughs> IGN game spots of the world. So they have so much more time typically. Which that makes no sense to me. Makes no sense. Yeah, they'll they'll like I was I was shocked when we got our Ghostwire code that we got it so early. And I think it's part of that's due to our relationship with Bethesda, but we got it really early. So uh and again with with the team at level one, I'm actually working on a review, but it's not that I'm working on a different game. Um I'm able to pass that off. So that uh, that helps us out a lot at level one. So we're able to you know, Hugger, which we talked about earlier, she's the head of our reviews. We're able to pass these things around. 
Uh, but me personally, I I refuse to try to review as many games back to back to back because you still gotta like you can't. I'm not, not saying you can't enjoy the game when you're reviewing it, but some of the joy, right, goes away when you're reviewing the game because at that point it's not playing for fun; it's playing for work. So some of the joy goes away. I just refuse to be one of the people to where like time for my next review because you'll never have time to just be yourself. Do you guys feel like that is one of, that is one of the biggest things that I always come back to? Just looking at creators like you guys uh, and what you're doing at Level One and at Iron Lords, and then you look at the the GameStops, the GameSpots, the IGNs, and all of that. And I'm always looking back and going, how much if they're critical, if they're critical, or you feel like maybe the uh, the creator or whatever or the outlet is being maybe too critical of a game depends. But do you, I always take back uh, and look at, are they being really critical because it was in such a short window? Like they had three days to play this 50-hour game and they banged this thing out and stuff gets lost. Well, when it comes to like the review process, they, if you're two to three days, there's something fishy about that. Yeah. Like to me, if a game goes gold, wh- why isn't, reviewers given that game around that time like it's because they're they're having the developers crunch to the last minute to drop Mm -hmm. the game and and it's just like look like the whole process could be fixed if you just give people more time to do something like if if you give people more time after gone go to fix the bugs you can get these games in the hands of reviewers with the day one patch not five days of reviewing it then the day one patch but it's you know it's crazy, Attic, Attic. Have you gotten a situation where you got a code and in the email, like they'll tell you about a situation with the game? You're like, wait a minute, why isn't this why isn't this fixed before I get the game? Of course, I'm gonna ding you for that. Have you ran into that? Like them telling you about all the issue time, you... all the time. Never Almost every embargo. Almost. <laughs> I've literally had embargoes that, like, I don't mind story related embargoes okay i can't mm-hmm. talk about yeah. this i can't talk about that but if you start restricting me from talking about mechanics then i'm just like that's fishy like what is it because the mechanic don't work the way you think it does do you not feel confident about that like like and, and you know the, the and then there's the famous we're gonna have you review something and then two weeks later we're gonna drop microtransactions that that's becoming more and more aggressive that all these developers are starting to do and it's just like you know the industry got to do better like in general like you got to reviewers got to be better with being transparent that they're not beating games the developers and publishers got to do better in showing that they're not giving some of these reviewers enough time with certain of these games and publishers just need to do better on giving developers enough time to make these games like it's a vicious cycle too right go ahead court yeah, and like you brought up a very good point with the day one patch because a, an example is Elden Ring. Like my brother who bought Elden Ring on day one on PC, the game didn't work, but yet the reviewers were able to play this game. And then when the day one patch came out, somehow the game no longer worked. Or even Halo Infinite, it's it, whoever it, like we got to review it when that game finally launched, and we got to, there was a lot of changes. They were for the yeah. better, but should I got. Should should they have the day these patches should no longer be a day one patch? Should the reviewers have the full game to actually review so you could actually give a correct review? Because people are going out and buying these games and it turns out to be a different game than what they we talk we talk about. I actually I, got a good example for you, real quick, fame. Perfect. The the worst game I've ever seen be broken after the game launches was Gears 5. That game run flawlessly the entire time I was reviewing it. And then the moment that game, because I didn't beat it at the time, but the moment that game launched, it just broke completely and no one had access to it. I couldn't even finish the last act because it was so bad. Well, uh, obviously I finished it, but I couldn't finish it when it launched. I I think what what us and and our Dying Light 2 review, um, which Baron handled that for us, uh, there were issues with the game to where the audio would break in key moments of like a, a powerful scene that's happening, you need to know what's happening. You no hear audio. A powerful screech. Yeah, no, no mm. audio. And it's like that you have an update prepared for this. Why is this update out, out for the reviewer? Then you can't knock them because they have to put that in the review because it was part of their experience. <laughs> so I do think there's blame to go all the way around for a lot of people. I do know there's a big thing right now on people completing games. And I think I'm in the minority when I say a game like Elden Ring. 
I'm sorry. If you got 95% of Elden Ring done and you got countless of hours in it, your full-blown review does not bother me. I don't care if you didn't read credits. You've played enough for the game to do the review, in my opinion. I know a lot of people are have the opposite opinion of that, <laughs> but that's one of those games to where if I'm going to give a true review of a game like Elden Ring, yeah. as big and as massive as it is, I don't need the reviewer to give to see credits. I need I you actually, to... Oh, go ahead. No, you finish with your statement. No, I'm saying, I, I just believe that when someone, if if a game like Elden Ring and they put in, they put in hundreds of hours, and they ninety five percent because they went and did everything to try to get the big of a scope of the game as they can. If if you were if you were another three hours, two <laughs> hours from a game like Elden Ring, from now, granted, that's for a game like Elden Ring. If the game is like six seven hours long, maybe fifteen hours you long, you got no excuse. finish that. You have no excuse. Finish that. Is right? that, but like, is that like where Elden you, Ring? I'm not. Bothered. Is that what you were thinking? Is that it depends, or do you think differently? I about actually, it? I feel like any game should be beat. But here, here's the issue, because there's a lot of games that the indie completely ruins. Like I've had games where the last boss has a bug I can't finish. I can literally can't get past the game. Uh, I think that when it comes to it, reviewers got to do a better job. Because I had the issue with Dying Light. I was coming up on that 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 date, and you know, people people don't realize how important that date is. And how much more devastating it could be from just 24 hours between the release of the embargo and the actual, you know, when you get the review out. Where I was coming towards the, you know, when you towards the end of the game, you feel it. You know that you about to do this last mission. And, like, sometimes as reviewers, it's like, look, like, okay, I've done plenty in the game. Mm -hmm. Let me go ahead and finish it. Then I go back and do all the extra stuff that I want to do. And that's what I had to do in Dying Light. I was enjoying, but like, let me get this last mission done real quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. and then I went to review the game, and you know, th there's been plenty of games like Shadow of Mordor. I wasn't reviewing games by then, but back then, but uh, Shadow of War was an amazing game. But then you had the last act be this crazy grind fest that that took some people thirty to forty hours just to do that one little act, and. If you would have went to that last part, because that's after the cutscene, because it pretty much goes like that last little part, you have to do that. Then there's the final battle. So if you would have went played all the way up to that last part before Shadow of War, it was so bad, guys, that they had to patch it out. They patched the whole act wow. out. And, oh, wow. and, and if you would have got to that part, and that's a good, I would say, a good amount through the game, probably 80, 90% through the game. Because sure, that, 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 grind is a lot but it's not because there's a lot of content there it's because the amount of levels that those last acts have is insane well, so you would have to grind your level i didn't play that game because of reviews and people saying of all that like i've still never to this day played that game because and, of what everybody said and to be honest it's okay to do it every now and then i feel like you know but you just be transparent look uh maddie plays friend he he put on his youtube video he's like this is my review on 80, 60, whatever, how many hours he said of the game. That's being transparent. I didn't yeah. beat the game, yeah. but I played 80 hours of the game. So I could give an opinion on this game. Mm -hmm. But I feel like a lot of reviewers, they know that that's not clickable. That's not something that's going to get them a lot of views. So they're like, we reviewed this game. We beat it from beginning to end. Like, And, and I, I just, I feel like that is when we come to the point where it's like okay maybe that is the issue than everything else just be transparent man if you if you play 10 minutes of the game you think it was because people will sit there and they say well you can't review it if you only play 30 minutes and mm -hmm. you stop playing it yeah you can you review why you dropped that game in 30 minutes like that's a good point progress. yeah and i really like that point though of like being up front and letting the viewers know letting the readers know whatever of this is how long i played the game so here's my review of <laughs> this this amount mm -hmm. If it's 30 minutes, if it's four outer hours out of 10, if it's 10 hours out of 20, whatever. And, and to David's point, too, it's like I, I play 95 hours of Elden Ring. I couldn't 100% the thing or I couldn't beat the whole thing. I'm still a few hours away, but here is my review up until then. And I think that gives a better balance. And then, like you said, it's better transparency with the your your listeners, your viewers. Because then they're, well, not, they're not feeling like they're cheated or like I'm listening or watching these reviews. And... Then halfway through the conversation, the podcast, you learn they they all say, oh, I played like seven hours. Like it's a 50 hour game. And they're like, I played seven hours. Oh, I played 10 hours. I'm two hours in. And one person is maybe 40 hours. And you're going, well, wait a minute. They all, and then they all give in their opinions on this is what's crap. This works. This is glitched. And you're like, well, 
are we really giving it a fair shake? Well, that's and, like and, with with our Cyberpunk, we we yeah. didn't say review, we said impressions. Yeah. Um we we played the patch 1.5. Um I just couldn't get into the game. I was like in a gaming funk and I was just like I can't. I was played 15 hours and like I told Matt I'm like I'm done. I'm not playing any more of this game. I want to play something else. This is just not catching me right now. So we didn't do a review. And yeah, yeah, you throw out that content. We still did the content, but you don't get the views. If we put the word review, we'd be lying. So we couldn't do that. It was just an impression. I did we'll my, decide. um, I did like, because I'm the dork wrestling fan here, but WWE 2K22 was out today. And I was able to get my hands on it yesterday. And nobody's like gotten review copies or anything on time like they came out like yesterday that's never a good thing (laughs) no it's never Never. a good thing so at least in my experience but anyways i put up this morning my impressions because i played i think almost 20 hours because just like i just went hard in it and i at least put up i put up a yeah i put in like a 10 minute impressions and at the beginning i'm like these are my impressions of the game thus far and here's what i'm going to talk about based off of what I've been able to play and get my hands on. And I even mentioned stuff that I'm like, I haven't been able to get into this mode that much, so I'm not even really going to touch it. And then here's what I'm focusing on. So at least in my head, I'm like, I'm not going out there saying, this is the review, this is the definitive thing, because I'm also sitting in the chair going, I'm probably going to revisit this in three months and do an updated three months review, six months, one year, because sports games or anything like that, where you know there's (laughs) going to be patches and content drops... I'm like, it's going to change, even slightly. And then I'm going to say, how's the game today? Oh, it's better. It's not a glitchy mess. Part, part well, this... of the issue that happens that everyone is, it's, it's a, everyone's in a race. Who can get it up? On, I mean, and, and that's embargo said. time, right? So uh, yeah, everyone, everyone wants to hit that embargo time. So they're willing to do anything for the SEO click, which includes, you know, maybe not being as truthful as honest with your <laughs> review. And I think that's, that's part of the problem. We're all racing because we probably got the game two weeks ago. Some of us maybe got it a month ago. Some of us got it yesterday. And everyone's so focused on, I need the clicks. I need the clicks more so than I want to give an honest review, an honest representation. Because if you want to build a solid relationship with these companies, these developers, give do a proper review. You know, we've done plenty of reviews, and then after the fact, we've had developers send emails, we've conversed back and forth, and we've built really good relationships with these people because we gave an honest review. And I think, again, part of the problem is everyone's in such a race to get the click first, and that's running a lot of people into issues and not being honest. You'd be surprised on who watches. Like, obviously, we do video content on IOP. Well, we have a website, but I, I do the stuff on the channel. And uh, I did a review on Forza Horizon and had someone reach out to me about it. Because I, I put... I put in the in the video, this isn't a review like I'm a racing fan. This is a review on someone that doesn't play racing games whatsoever. And, and he apparently the person laughed because when I when I was going over the cars, probably the single-handedly most important thing about the game, I said, I don't know who none of these cars are at all whatsoever. <laughs> I was like, but I was like, I think that's a Porsche. I think. Like and, <laughs> and, and they, they thought it was funny. It's just like, look. I think people need to stop like uh, thinking that like oh I only can do reviews like there's plenty of content you can make on a game mm-hmm. you can make tips on a game Elden Ring that I I could tell you ten articles right now you could write on to Elden Rings best bosses mm-hmm. to fight the easiest bosses to fight the best places to fight the bosses for for farming uh best equipment you can get That'd the be best route you can take. Yep. And that's yeah. that's interesting too, Anna. Because and I do remember your Forza, by the way, because I I watched that and I was like, that's awesome. Because I remember watching it when you're like, yeah, I don't I don't play these games. <laughs> so, but here we go. But I I really like that approach too. Of I'm not going to give a review or even speaking to a developer like, can we get a copy for for review purposes? But what I want to put up on the channel is top five this tips on how to grind this, find this gear, and all of this. It's a Which different car to buy. Which car to buy? And you could still Will do the review. It's just if you yeah. can't get that review done quick enough, it's all right. Let me tackle these things I could do exactly. Fast. And you can hammer those out faster. And like David's saying, like you can you get that nice algorithm in your favor. And, 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 yep. and then what you do is you hyperlink those videos to your review. Yep. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of options. A lot of options. What do you, Court? Any other f- kind of final thoughts as we round up a little bit of the first well, point here? Just talking about reviews in general. Is is there? I guess there is no way because we, we've talked about this because we've seen the embargoes, and I even saw Greg Miller put up a tweet. I don't know what game he was reviewing just recently, and he was like, "This is 
the worst embargo I've ever seen of a game. Oh, yeah, and, I know what it is. <laughs> yeah, I have no clue. So like, I just, I he just read it and he was just like, I, I don't even want to review this game. It's pretty much what he put out. He's not going to review the game because he didn't even like the embargo. Is there a way to possibly almost put like guidelines? Like I talked about this with with um, friend of the show Marcus about accessibility. How if they could get guidelines of accessibility that could be in every game. So then it's not people don't have to say, oh, this is that. There's just here, just have these certain things in the game so everybody can play. Regardless, you could turn them off, turn them on. But if there was a way to have. Do you think it would ever work if they said, the developer said, well, here's the guidelines for reviews and everybody followed the same ones? Do you think it could ever work? Only I think if... Yeah, My sorry, bad, bro. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I, I think the only way you could do that is the big sites have to all come together and say, this is the standards we're not doing into unless you abide to these standards. If IGN does, if a GameStop doesn't, then it's kind of pointless. Like, if 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 half of if people if half the sites are in half the sites are out it's not going to go nowhere there there and they hit the nail on the head like it it comes from the top and in our industry it's the IGNs the game spots of the world and uh it's it's kind of like when we remember when everyone was like pitted against like crossplay some people want to crossplay some people didn't and then Call of Duty was like yeah we're doing crossplay now all of a sudden yeah we're cool we're going to do crossplay and like, it starts at the top so let's be at the top of doing it It'll never happen. That and you have to find a way to either give everyone the game key at the same time. If if, oh. you, if you approve someone for a key, everyone has to get the key at the same time because you get, get get people the same amount of time to do the same exact thing because we're all different. Yeah, it and seemed it seemed I saw that with what Gran Turismo people were getting it like the day before, but other people got it a couple days earlier. I, that's the biggest thing about reviews that I don't understand. Like, I don't understand why people get review codes weeks before other people get review codes. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. Some people are bigger. Some people have relationships. But it's like, that to me, I don't know if that's cherry picking or that's trying to rig the reviews. Okay, we don't like you. And we know you're going to be harder on our game. So we're going to give you two days. So you won't, you'll review the game and not beat it. We know you're going to do good. We're going to give you two weeks. Like... No, he hit, the, he hit the nail on the head. They, they, I mean, we we just recently uh, saw the thing with is it um, it's a Stevier or Stever uh, not getting a certain review code at on, on because they possibly had been giving a harsher uh, score than other and other people. So this definitely could be part of it. I just think again the review process is is broken in my opinion. If someone's approved for a key, especially if you have previous relationships with them, and you know you're going to give them a review key. Why not give it all around at the same time? I get it. If there's one or two people sending out emails, you know, it might it might take a day or two, but it shouldn't to be where person A got it two weeks ago and then you give it to me in two days. Because of course I'm going to accept the key, but I'm like, I I can't get this out, you know. And and, and I talked about earlier about the rat race. I'm gonna sound a little bit contradictory here, but if you put out a review for a certain game weeks after it releases, no one cares. Everyone, every, everyone has a score for it already. Mm-hmm. Everyone's read plenty of reviews. Everyone watched plenty of re- review videos. No one cares. So you kind of just played that game more for fun than you did for, you know, trying to get the the views and the clicks for your your site. My Even hours thumb, after embargoes, we learned that with Halo of, Infinite. We put them out a couple thumb, hours. Sorry, my rule of thumb. Sorry, is you got two days, like that. That that's the two days. The the second day is iffy, but you got two days before that before that reviews viewership tanks tanks yeah do you find addict do you find that that's across the board because both you guys have the sites as well do you find that's whether it's written or it's video format does it matter no it it matters like i'm saying is there a difference between them or they do they both just nosedive after like the first couple of days you go, fam. i'm tired of talking over you on accident no 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 no. (laughs) i I, i've noticed um it, it it tanks it tanks on both i think you especially when it comes to uh written content um on the website you really better get that thing up and you better get it on social media um <clears throat> i think on the more of a content creator side youtube side most people are going to flock to their favorite yeah like if addict is my favorite reviewer i'm going to addict's review right um first yeah, to see if he has it up uh, when it comes to the, when it comes to you know websites, unless you're like, um, you know, someone who makes a lot of noise on Metacritic and people want to see like, oh my God, you gave this game a forty, 
and everyone else gave it a, a 90. Why? Then they'll go read it, you know. But for the most part, people don't want <laughs> to read. They don't, people don't, people don't like, like written content is, is, I'm not saying it's dying, but most people do not like to read. They want to sit, watch, and listen, right? That's how they consume media now. People don't really consume it as much written as before, right? So you better be up early. Um, otherwise, people are not going to, why would I go and read your article? And I've read three other. I read IGNs, I read GameSpot, and I read, I don't know, Kotaku's or whatever. Why am I going to go read yours, right? And you, you, the game came out two days ago. It's funny. I read so much because I help produce the content for us so i'm like i have mm -hmm. to find i read so much content i watched attic play fable once for like an hour and a bit just because it was just i love that game but like i i consume so much content which is whether it's and it might just be my age right i i still love the written review over the video review and i'm and i do primarily on youtube it's it's You're the, last of, a, the last of a dying breed <laughs> i know i don't read <laughs> I'm old. I don't I go read. straight to YouTube, man. I don't read. No, I don't do that stuff. I'm the definition to go to the bottom and see the score. I'm the definition. <laughs> if, if you don't have a video review, I ain't seeing your content, man. It's just be real here, man. Nah, man. Because I'm always on the go. So I like something I can listen to while I'm driving, something I can listen to while I'm working. Mm -hmm. I, like, unless I'm reading for a video, like, Jeff Grubb be leaking something every week and I have to read something he said every week. Mm -hmm. Like, unless it's something like that, you ain't getting me to read nothing. Like, <laughs> And that's how most people are, in, in my opinion. It's, it's difficult to break in uh, on, on, on a smaller side of websites because of that. And, and as, as if anyone who thinks opposite of what you know, Atticus said, you are, you as well are last of a dying breed because most people do not consume content that way anymore, especially the younger audiences. Um, and there's no way I could get my 13 year old to read a review. Read this that I did. one pager. You know, he's, he's like, is it up on your channel? I'll watch it, but he's not going to sit down and read it. They're not going to do it. Right. And I think that's just part of the, of this generation and the generation behind us is that this is how we consume media now. Uh, which is why what we do at level one is, is it's a thing to where the video review and a written review go up at the exact same time. Mm. And, and then we typically sometimes will link the video review in the article. They have to go up at the same time because video re video content, content creation is so important because, again, unless uh, if, if the world flips and the older generation takes, you know, takes charge of the gaming space, you better believe the written content from the pop. Everybody <laughs> articles when they get read. But that's not the world we live in. Newspapers are in the door again. And the, the pandemic only... kind of pushed it up quicker when you think about mm -hmm. it, because I myself used to listen to my podcast in my car, but here all the way up in the great white north of Canada, we just like restaurants, everything just like even opened up only a month ago. Like we've been trapped in our houses still. So it's, we've been, I even podcast, I watch, watch podcasts instead of lit, like Iron Lords. I started watching it during the pandemic instead of listening to it. Mm. I, the only thing I'll actually read is like, let's say I'm playing like a huge RPG, like Elden Ring. I was like, you know what? I'm tired of getting killed by this boss. What is the best katana in this whole damn game? Mm -hmm. and, and so I'll look up something like that. I don't want a video on that. I want something that's going to get straight to the point. This is where this katana is, and this is the location. Because if I listen to a video, I know some dude on the other side going to try to extend the video as long as he Bunch can. Yeah, and, and he's going to be like, guess what, guys? This is the greatest thing you could do. And then he's going to tell me about all the things he done that day. Or I could just go to a website, and they're going to tell me in five seconds. Which uh, a lot of websites, <laughs> that that's one of the beauty, the beauty and downfall of websites. Because, yes, you can... The YouTube video, he's probably going to fluff it to make it seven, eight minutes long. But the article is going to get you exactly where you need to go. But then you, then, then you have a bounce rate of 98%. And to a website, you know, in the gaming space, typically a, a bounce rate is around 90%. If you're hovering around that for a video game website, you're okay. Um, but when it gets up there to like 98, 99% bounce rate, like, wait a minute, people are coming to our site and they're on our site for like two seconds and they leave. So it's like, it's like a, you have to find a happy medium because that's great. You know, people come to the site, but then they just they just up and leave because they got their content, which is why people on YouTube fluff you for <laughs> for ten <laughs> minutes before they before they give you what you actually came for. That's where it gets tricky too, right? Because you watch, you could watch stuff like that, or you see uh, similar content to what you're producing, want to <clears throat> produce, even on a topic, and you look at somebody and you got some fluffy kid, and Fluffy's got 
30,000 views on something, 40,000 views on it. And you're like, what the hell's going on? How is this mm-hmm. one doing so well? It's actually kind of de- deceiving because it's not really true necessarily because what you just said, Fluffy's in there talking about making eggs and going off and ranting for three minutes. And then there's like a minute and a half of the content. So everyone's mm-hmm. scrubbing and going, there it is. So great. But we can't see his analytics where Fluffy's like, yeah, they, they bounced after eight seconds. Yeah, like we, we've learned something about YouTube. You can have 60,000 views on a video, but if your average view time is a minute and something, it don't matter yeah. how many views you it's, got on that video. That's, like, that's bad content. <laughs> yeah, like we we did our, we we were happy when we just had a video just recently had the, the average view was like seven minutes on it. We were like, that's mm-hmm. fantastic. That's Didn't great. have like a, a thousand views, but the average person actually They click cared and they what, stay and the, they watch. The verbal diarrhea that was coming out of my mouth or Matt's mouth. Usually mostly me. My retention rate's about 40 to 60% of the video. Yeah. That's usually where I hover around. Yeah, and I think if everyone's doing well when you are like in that range. And you know, you know when something's just not clicking and it's literally just thumbnail or title or whatever, right? You're just trying to break through that. Now, as you break through all of that, Got through the reviews. Talked about the reviews, boys. There is another ugly beast, the underbelly. And I'm very eager <laughs> to discuss this because, oh boy, I think we'll get us all a little bit fired up and I'll let you guys take the floor. Gatekeeping in video games. This is a big thing and I think it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. What's going on right now? And Cord, do you want to expand on it? Like how you want to well, go about this? It's... it's... It, it's not just Elden Ring. It's it's a lot of games. It's like, I, I I see people who give an opinion and say the game is not for me. I've never played it, so I don't have an opinion on the game. But I see people verbally going after people on social media or saying they're not good at stuff or telling them they don't know what they're <laughs> like. If people are getting, it's, it's, it's even more than fanboyism. Like fanboyism, like that whole thing with the doctor the other day, like that's just... Wow. wow i don't even i i don't even know man i can't but it almost they almost go hand in hand like you have these people that are actually going out and review bombing games you have you have people getting angry about a video game and then it, it even gets more funny when you see the developer like chime in some points you've seen it with games where the developer chimes in on on social media is like what are you talking about like don't stick up for me like don't if the guy doesn't like the game who cares What's, what's your problem? Like, how do you guys feel about the anger that we've been seeing on social media of people trying to tell other people how to enjoy this thing that we all like to talk about? I feel like we need to just me start muting. Me and Attic are playing chicken. It's like, hmm. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Go ahead, Attic. <laughs> I, I, I feel like we need to just start muting those individuals and moving on. We give them too much power in their words. Uh, people feel like they can say something, get 50, 60 likes and 10, 15 retweets. And you look at the other stuff and no one liking any of that stuff. Uh, they're going to want to be vocal with that, with they whack opinion more often. So it's just like, look, like I've always been the standpoint on play as long as it doesn't affect the developers initial create like vision when he made that game. I don't even care if they make an easy mode and from software games. Like, I don't care. Like, Make the the standard difficulty of the from software games that we know now, and then if you want to make something under that for easy mode, it's not affecting mine. I ain't playing on that mode. If someone else wants to play, cool. For all you know, making that kind of mode could sell three times the more from software games, and they make better from software games because of it. And people be acting like we can't have both. Like like for some reason that like stains the reputation of from software games because more people beating them like it makes no sense people will do and say anything for clout clout is a hell of a drug it is it's a hell of a drug so <laughs> it's a hell of a drug so people will uh and i'm gonna take this elder ring topic or, or souls games topic oh look i beat this game and you didn't so i'm superior Look, I beat every from soft game. I beat every hard game. Look, I beat your favorite game on the hardest difficulty. So therefore, I am better than you and the world should love me. Because it's clout. Everyone wants clout tokens so they can bank on later on because they want attention. And unfortunately, that's not changing no time soon. Because it seems to get more and more prevalent. It's not getting less. It's getting more. More people like, oh, 
All right, well, I'm going to beat the game on the hardest difficulty now so I can feel superior as well. And we're going to come together and rub our feet together because we are one happy. You know, you, you get what I'm saying? Like, they, they all come in the same circles and they and they want to feel superior than others, which, again, I am all for playing the game the way the developer wanted it to, right? It does not. I, I, I'll say it right here on this show. And I've said it before. I have no shame. 99% of games I play on normal. Me too. Yeah, me too. No shame. Because the majority of these games that are that are on hard and stuff, all it is is just buffing up the HP and making them gods. That's all it does. Like, like it just if like I don't believe I believe in like difficulties that change the experience, not just give them more health and make me more vulnerable. That's all that mm -hmm. is. Like, I play on story mode all day long, but now nah, I won't I go that far and say story I, that, mode. Hey, but, that's okay. fine. Hey, to each their own. Like, I I don't care. Like, mm -hmm. I I at first I was like. People used to dunk on me, and I'm like, hey, you know what? I don't even care anymore. Like, I, I joke. Like, I, I grew up a Nintendo generation. I grew up in the NES. I, I, you know what? I played hard games. I played games where we, I find out when I got older that the game only took four hours to beat, but I'm like, I played that thing for a year and couldn't beat it. Like, because it's just back then, games were, they were just made to be hard. Like, I look at Disney games as an example, and it makes me laugh. These games are supposed to be for kids. These punish you. These destroy you. These games are so hard, but I also, as I've gotten older, you know what? I'll be honest. I suck at video games now, but I still enjoy stories and I still enjoy being in the world. So I also don't have a lot of time to play them as much as I used to, but I think it's okay whatever way someone wants to play a game. Like I, I don't I don't get why people get so angry about this. See, Court, to me, I'm going to look at you and I'm going to say, number one, play games how you want to play them. It's your experience. No one else's. Number one. Number two. Thank you for spending money in the industry I love so much because we together are helping push the narrative forward to maybe get a sequel. And number two. And number three. We can actually talk about the game. It doesn't matter us talking about how it was easier for you or harder for me. That means nothing. Hey, did you remember this part? Holy crap! What do you think about this scene? What do you think about design of that part? Those are the conversations I think that are important. Not oh man. Ha. You did it on what mode? Yeah, I, I died forty seven thousand times, but I'm just built different. Like that's just weird. It. You're totally right <laughs> because it it doesn't create engagement. The as soon as I feel like people will come out online or whatever in comments and just say, "You're playing on easy mode, court. You bad. I play on I call hard baby mode. I go okay, real gamer, me big man. There's no dialogue. There is no in engagement and mm -hmm. desire for communication." It's just, it's stopped in its tracks. Like, what am I supposed to say to that? It's, there's nothing there. But David, you're right. Where it's like, well, we had the same experience in the game, relatively speaking. Mm -hmm. Did we the go through the, the same, same story beats in Uncharted? Yes, we did. Did you play yours on Harder? Yes, you did. Well, how is it? Well, it's really hard. Great. Well, I enjoyed this part. We talk about the big moments in the game. And then there's cool stuff. If you're grinding through and you find and you experience different things, that's great because that builds relationships and engagement and communication. But I was thinking as you guys were talking to him, like this reminds I I'm coining this as like the Pac-Man effect Court, It's like arcades because what's it all about? It's clout. As you were saying, it's being able to play Pac-Man at the arcade and get the high score. That's all it's about. So you walk around, you're just like, I got the high score. I got the high score. Mm -hmm. And but just, and it's just continuing. It's modernized now. Huh? Cause you can all get the same score. Mind you, when I did my Halo review, I played on normal. And when I got to that boss that was inside the, the, the I can't even remember what it is. It was so freaking hard. I wanted, I was so mad and I couldn't change the diff. I was so angry. I'm like, why didn't I play this on easy? But I didn't want to hear anybody <laughs> complain that I did review and didn't. So when I review a game, I'll play it on normal. When I'm playing for myself, Oh, 100%. I'm playing all day, every day on easy because I, I, you know, I'm Lionel Richie. It's easy like Sunday morning. I just don't care. There you go. You know, not, not to just dive back into our last topic, but Addict, I want to ask you a question. What do you, as, as a fellow reviewer, um, what is your mindset on people actually re reviewing games um, on easy rather than normal? Do you think it kind of it deters or takes away from the from the certain because to me the only thing that is a difference is some games you play you beat them on hard you get a different ending that's about it but what what do you think because there there are debates of people saying oh I can't review this review because you reviewed it on easy I don't I don't really look down on that like you know maybe if you use transparent that look 
I played it on easy. Maybe that does change some of the gameplay mechanics a little bit, like not even drastically. But I want you to let want you to know that I did play the game on easy, uh, because at the end of the day, like it's like I said, for the most part, I only think I've ever seen difficult games like difficulties, higher difficulties do is just give them more health and me look more, more vulnerable. So I don't really see changing those environments too much is going to if anything, going the higher is going to frustrate me more. So I, I don't really see going lower is going to like impact like my overall opinions of the game. Maybe sure if you you shouldn't really cry. If you play it on easy mode, I don't expect you too much to go into like how easy the game is. Like you shouldn't play it on easy. Say yo, this game was so easy, man. I did it blindfolded. Like <laughs> well, maybe you should stay away from that. Fame that <laughs> reviewer that you were talking about that didn't get a code. That's supposedly why he didn't get a code. He reviewed horizon and he played it on story mode and put in his review the game was easy oh yeah that's a red flag that's a big you can't you can't knock my game if i'm if i'm a game developer that's my art that's my baby you can't it's like you know not to be funny like a, a, a blind man saying this picture is ugly no like that's not a fair review like you can't do that you know that's so i wouldn't give a review code either if you beat my game on easy and then you knock it for saying it's too easy. Or well, who who gave um was it Gears of War too much A button? That's silly. That's absolutely silly. And I, I hate when very people unfair. say something's too much like like it. Like gears is too much like gears. It's just more gears. And I'm like, that's literally why people bought gears. Like, I understand my thing that we've seen with Elden Ring. I'm about to go on a rant. I apologize, okay. guys. That's I apologize. Okay. My my thing is you look at something like Elden Ring. You know, regardless how you feel about that franchise, you see from software took that foundation. Like, we don't care what no one says. We're keeping this foundation. We're just going to make this the most extravagant house we've ever had by building on this foundation. And throughout games after game, they made a 97 Metacritic. Regardless how you feel about Metacritic, it's still highly appraised and highly well reviewed in the industry. And they did that because they stuck to their guns. But you look at companies like Square Enix, they don't know what the hell they're doing with their games half the time. They 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 change the formula so often, it's 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 crazy. And it's just like, look, like I get gears needs to change in a way, but I feel like the way some of the individuals want gears changed, it's not gears anymore. Yep. And it's like that's like developers, that's why I always give developers, you know, a, a huge props when they still to what made them them. It's like your fans, because because to me, if you change your game drastically, you're spitting in the fans that you've that you've nurtured throughout these years in their face, and that's how I feel as a Final Fantasy fan. I've I've been abused and mistreated for years, and we've gotten to the point where it's like Final Fantasy VII was like, okay, we could take this. Please don't change it. Do this, but make it better. Please don't change it, Square Enix. Well, I guess not everybody can do a God of War, right? Like they changed that game. I blame and God of it, War for a lot of things. Yeah, and it ended up being for the better. Like that game's amazing. But well, it's not, not that. It's just I feel like what they did with God of War, everyone's like, we could that. do that too. We could mm -hmm. do that too. No, you can't. Well, isn't every game Breath of the Wild, anyways? That's what reviews say. <laughs> every 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 game wants Call of Duty sales without the Call of Duty on yet, and every game wants innovation like God of War without this talent that made God of War, which is almost <laughs> impossible because God of War is now it's see. I'm always of the mind that people are always going to compare everything to everything, but I have a hard time with it because like everybody's like, Oh, everything is breath of the wild. Well, technically you could just keep going back into whatever game was the first open world. And there, there, there's your, that's what everything is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Scrolls. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but like, it's just like, I, I saw, I, I just saw the Batman on the weekend and I saw people cause obviously reviewing, is just more fun to talk about when the people were like, I saw the guy's review and he was like, um, the movie was too dark and dreary. I'm like, do what, what? Like what? That I mean, that's like that. Come on, man! Like I just don't understand. I want this. Schumacher. I want I want everything in neon. <laughs> eh, no, no, no. But it's all it's all to each their own, right? Like I, I I I agree with you guys on the the as long as the reviewer is honest about it and says, "Here's how I played the game. Here's how much mm -hmm. I played of the game. Here's what level I played of the game, and here's my critiques of the game." And if you like that reviewer, you can, you can, we all have reviewers that we trust. We all have reviewers and people's opinions that we trust. Um, if you don't trust it, that's fine. Like, look, I know Matt got a, a fantastic comment from someone today telling him he was a shill or whatever, even though Matt never even got a code for the game. So that was even funny. Um, because it's more of, I almost think it's almost perception. Once again, there's gatekeeping on reviews. 
there's not just gatekeeping on how you play a game. There is these people out there that are gatekeeping reviewers telling you how to review the game and do your job. And it don't make sense. And the crazy thing is if you look at it, here, here's how I handle people that, okay, I don't trust your review. You Like some, some dude put on Twitter, he's only beat 10% of the games he's reviewed. Like I saw that, I looked at that comment. Nothing in me was like, I need to verbally attack this dude on Twitter. All I did was mute him. It's like, I don't want to see you on my timeline because you're not going to give me content I want. So you can do what you're doing over there. Over there, but you can stay. I'm in my room. You stay over there. Like, but that's as far as it needs to go. But these people act like they need to change his mindset and he needs to review games the way they want him to review games. Right. Or they go into the comments and they're like, yeah, they'll <laughs> dunk on you for reviewing the thing. Or they, they come in to say, I don't like the game. I just period. I don't like the franchise. <clears throat> and you're like, I've gone back Why'd myself and I've been like, reviews? I've said that to people. I'm like, then why are you wasting your own time? That's They're a for attention. I they, get it. It's like, and hey, you got your little bit of attention. I guess that's what it boils down to. I'm just flabbergasted. I'm like, wow, you have time? You have time to sit and go find something you don't like to then talk to type <laughs> keyboard and type words to some random and then have go you ever got there, like those I did it. Have you ever got like those five, six paragraph stuff disagreeing oh, yeah. with the oh, video? Yeah. Here's and everything then you, you just did sitting wrong. there like you just sitting there. I'm like, dude, I wouldn't have put this much time in college. Like, what? Do, yeah. Like, you you were putting college <laughs> paragraphs in my comment section. And guess what? I'm sorry, but I didn't read none of that. Not reading it. <laughs> Not reading it. You get me for three sentences. Past three, you are talking to the abyss. Well, I always say to Matt, just we respond with the same thing. Thank you for helping my algorithm. No, nah, I don't even give them that, man. Because <laughs> if you say that, they come back. Then they feel like they got something, then they they might show up next week. I just let them sit there. What's funny is is we've gotten starting to get big enough where our own fans do it. I don't have to do it anymore. Like I just sit there. And I don't have to say nothing. They my fans are jumping them in the comment section, and and there's more of them than this one dude that came out of I don't know where he came from or what part of Twitter space, but he's there. But he probably ain't gonna show up next week because like eight of my comment sections just jumped him, and they'll argue in there for days. I've had to literally comment and be like, "Yo, can we please stop this? It's been two weeks. Like <laughs> it's been two weeks. I don't want to see the notification anymore. Like drag them. I'm drag them. Some people, if you want attention so bad, I'm. I, some people are gonna give it to you. But that's again, people will do anything for any sort of attention. People will do anything for clout. Clout, clout is a hell of a drug. Well, so, so is I, negativity. Yes, and if I can say something edgy and people are going to like it, I'm coming back, I'm going to be even edgier the next time because people will do anything for clout. Anything. Well, I always joke, you could put out a tweet on, on Twitter, and I, I've, I've done it where I've, I, I do like a little science experiment. You could put out, everybody is stupid, or I like everybody. Just you put out a positive tweet and put out the exact opposite of that tweet. And I guarantee you that opposite of the tweet gets so much more engagement and so oh, yeah. many more people comment on it. It's like crazy. And I just, it's, it's like negativity breeds more negativity. It's like they're they just want it. Just, just pick, 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 pick. That's why in my reviews, I've starting to get to the point where when I do have criticism, I say it at the end of that like segment. Like if I talk about story, I say all the stuff that I liked about the game. And then I say the stuff that they could have improved about the game. Cause I feel like, if you open up with, okay, I didn't like this, people have automatically pushed pause. They're either going down there and agreeing with you or they're going down there arguing with you. But if you put all that constructive criticism towards the end of that segment, then, you know, people get the gist of the video. It's just not about being negative. I've had literally people comment and say, why'd you say this? Yo, that was in the first 30 seconds of the video, fam. Did you even finish the video? Did you get past 30 seconds? you one of those people that dropped out after the intro, aren't you? Like... I'm just here long enough to you piss me off, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna let you let you hear what I what I think about it. Everyone and I know we went way left off the gatekeeping it's topic, the same. and, it's and I take fun. I take I take fault for that. Um, but again, everyone wants to fit in somewhere, and whether it's a negative crowd, whether it's I beat every game on hard and you don't, uh, everyone wants to fit in uh, somewhere, and. 
uh, that's where a lot of the gatekeeping comes from. Hey, I, I've read every single anime. I've read the manga. I've read every page of the manga, and you just are watching the first yeah. episode of the anime. I'm better than you. And, you and, and not to mention, it gets deeper. Well, you, yeah. you didn't watch anime if you watching dubbed. You didn't watch anime. Like It's just like, man, the gatekeeping in the world in general is just mind-blowing. Well, I learned people. by an accident. I <laughs> responded to Badbutt and Kyle. They finished... Well, uh, Kyle got the Platinum in Bloodborne. And in Twitter, I jokingly was like, what what difficulty level did you play it on? And that's what I replied <laughs> with. And like I know them very well. So I was just joking around. Oh, my God. It's the most interaction I've ever gotten from a tweet. I had people subtweeting me, quote tweeting me. I had people in my DMs telling me how terrible of a person I was. It was like, oh, my God. I feel like from software fans, legitly might be some of the worst fan base out there. <laughs> like in certain ways, like I feel like in the gatekeeping way, they're the one. They're literally by far one of the worst uh, fan base out there. But once you once you abide to their crazy laws that they have, because they got laws. Let's not get this twisted. From software fans has laws that you have to abide to when you're in their realm, and if you abide to them. I'll jump it. I'll help you. That's fine. But the moment you say this is too hard, get good. I don't know what to tell you. Like <laughs> it's it's crazy, man. But I, I think that I think they keep those gatekeeping up because they feel like you know, from software fans do feel like that's their that's their games. Like and and I feel like there's and I I can I can sympathize because as a Final Fantasy fan, I saw what it was like for my franchise to be casualized to hell and back. So I feel like maybe that's where they are. They're like, if we let them a little bit in, they're going to take the whole block. And, and I think maybe that, that's what they're scared of. Isn't that very much akin to like just like music? It's your favorite indie band. It's the one you saw the small mm -hmm. shows and small venues. And then they got big and then they had a pop song hit. And then everyone and you're just like, this guy now comes out of the work. He's like, it's my favorite <laughs> band. I've been listening to them for years. They're mm -hmm. awesome. You'd be like, you weren't there. You didn't get their LP. You didn't listen to just on cassettes. There's well, three my songs on it. Is, Matt, why? Like, why does that person care? Like, I don't know. Like, I was a huge Kings of Leon fan when I was in my 20s, and then they put up that "Sex Is on Fire" song, and they got huge. And then all of a sudden, this little small concert got moved to a huge venue. You know what I did? I scalped my tickets and made a ton of money off it. I was like, I'm good. I don't care. Thank you, Kings of Leon, for blowing up so I could make money off it. Like, I didn't care. Like, I. I'm of the mind, maybe I've gotten older because I used to care and I used to like, oh, that person's disagreeing with me. Now I'm just, I'm more like addict. I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to mute you. I'm going to move on. I don't care. Like but, I, I muted that conversation. But I think it's different too now, Court, right? Because it's now we're social media because the days of us growing up where we are, we are talking about the bands and cassettes and listening to music, for example, you could disagree with each other at the park, at the 7-Eleven. You're talking about this and you could have at it face to face well, yeah, or, or an it. MSN messenger, but then, or ICQ now it's just, it's everywhere. And I can see why people even get spiraled into the neg negativity because then their whole feed and their world is just filtered, flooded with it. But, but you've got it. You've got to watch it. Like today, um, I was, I clicked on one of fame's articles and there was an, an issue with it. It wasn't his fault, but it was an issue. If I would have replied to him into Twitter space, it would have been this whole hullabaloo that didn't need to happen. So I DM'd him and was like, hey, I just want to give you a heads up. It, it, there's something wrong with the algorithm because it works on everything else. But when I go in Safari, it doesn't work. But if I would have responded <laughs> to him, the amount of people that would have dunked and like come oh, after yeah. it, for, it would have been stupid. <laughs> it just, it, it's just, I don't know, man. As I say to you all the time, Matt, I think I probably say this like every other day. People suck sometimes and I don't get it. Just play video and, and games. I get it. People are if I, if I didn't say it, I want to say it live. Thank you for that because that was a, an issue that w completely side swiped us. And if it wasn't for you, you know, just so happened to logging in on on an iPhone mobile, uh, we wouldn't have caught that issue. So I, I want to say thank you if I didn't tell you. Hey, no problem. Hey, no problem. I, I, I think us a you bit did. to figure out what the issue was, but once we did, we were so thankful because there's so many people who. Most people who visit our site are on mobile, and a lot of people are iPhone users. So I would hate for them to get that type of experience. So well, yeah, I want—I literally man. wanted to pre-order Grand Theft Auto, and that hey, that's my gripe today. Like I literally was—I I played it on Xbox, and I'm like, you son of a gun! Like, you, come on, man! Like oh, I was like, how am I getting? How is it on Sony? I can buy it separate, but on Xbox, 
No, nah, and I get it. There's marketing deals on the back end, but still, I was just like, 2K, man, that sucks. I don't know. That that was my moment. But instead, I didn't go on the internet and dunk on 2K and tell them how much they suck today. I was just like, in my head, I was like, that sucks. But that's how I left it. I think creators need to be careful too, Court, right? Because I think they don't always, and we've probably all done this one way or another, big or small, of like, uh, of crapping on something or crapping on the developer for something and it, oops out it goes not realizing who's paying attention to your stuff or like what Attic said earlier about like who is watching your video and watching your content PR person dev whoever and even when you're tweeting stuff out and you're like this is garbage or the way you interact with people or the community that could all come around and if they're like I'm not getting things or I can't get engagement or we're not growing. It could be just because of how you're projecting out there. Yeah. Cause there's, there's, there's a way to criticize without being a dick. I, I truly <laughs> feel that like, let's be real here. There's a way to say, I, I'm playing a game right now. Um, I, I, I review games for a company called outright games and they make kids games and my daughter's five and I've been playing this game with her. Well, guess what? The achievements stopped popping on this game. So I DM them today on Twitter and was like, hey, I, I'm gonna do your review, but, and my daughter had a ton of fun with the game, but I'm gonna give my perspective and say, it sucked that the achievements didn't work on the game. And it turns out they have an issue with achievements, but there's a way to say, hey, here's some good things about it. Like you were saying before, Attic, but here's, here, here, here's a little bit of the poop pie. All right, here, here's the awesome stuff, but here's what sucks too. Cause not everything is perfect. Like I, I even, I've even on the mind when I was, I was seeing all these 10 out of 10s on Elden Ring and I had my brother screaming from the rooftops cause he can't play the damn game. I'm like, how did the game get 10 out of 10? Like it, it confuses me. I've never played the game, but my brother was on PC. He couldn't play the game, but yet somehow it got 10 out of 10. So that's my whole thing with reviews. I don't, I almost wish that the reviewers would have the day one patch, would have the same experience that the person that spent $90 on has and and that's not to say the reviewer didn't spend money because matt reviewed wwe 2k he had to move to new zealand so he could play it and he bought it but he still got his review out and that's another misconception about reviewers people don't realize we still buy games i was a shill and a fanboy today because i said words about the game i said good words and i said and i criticized the game like, you sucked up to 2K, you're sucking it up. I'm like, I have no affiliation with him whatsoever and never interacted. Just putting content well, out. That's misconceptions. Like, how do you guys feel about the misconceptions of reviewers? I'm sure you've taken your um, not-so-nice comments, people thinking that you're... Uh, you're working for them. <laughs> working for them. Oh, I mean... I. I don't know. I try to stay away from that kind of stuff because if I feed into it, it's going to make it bigger. It's just like, at the end of the day, like you can have your opinion. If I know that's not it, then it is what it is to me. <clears throat> yeah, I definitely agree. I, I, I try. I try to be a better, I try to be a better person. The fame now isn't the fame from six years ago when I was, I, I would, I would, wouldn't throw away an opportunity to put you in your place right now. I've tried to evolve over the last, you know, three, four years to be a better person. You got to let stuff go, man. I, I had a person today who tried his best. He unfollowed all because I, I said that Xbox needed to have a show. And uh, he threw a big they hit. Do. Yeah, they, they do. Yeah, they definitely do. do. They yeah. do. And I lost followers for saying that, by the way. I was like, man, it seems like we're going to be waiting to eat three again. Xbox needs a show. And I got, I, I lost followers. I got hate. And I was like, oh, yeah, you guys are idiots. Um, and I told him, I'm not going to go back and forth. I don't have energies no more. But like, like Addict was saying, man, you got to just don't don't feed into it, honestly. Because that, the moment the you way. feed into it, they'll act like it's still it's still relevant. Like, yes. it's just like, look, like, you know, I I used to have like I used to be real toxic, like real toxic in comment sections, man. Like, but then like I used to have a clipboard of stuff I would say to people when they'd come at me. Damn. But at the end of the day, it's just like, you know, I have to really like thank Cognito and King and stuff because they kind of reeled me back. Like, it's like, you can't be, you can't be wild out on Twitter, man. You can't be doing that. <laughs> like, and, and, and after enough of just like not wilding out on Twitter, not what's funny is like, I was against the cussing thing on ILP, but then after I've got used to not cussing on ILP, I don't even cuss on my own videos now. So it, it's just like, it's just it's at this point it's a lifestyle it really is like 
I, I, my, I had a five-year-old. I have a five-year-old daughter. That's the lifestyle. That's why I said poop sandwich before, because like, I've, I've learned not to swear anymore because it is what it is. And I know Matt doesn't, and I know I don't on my other podcast, Three Dad. We, we don't swear. So I actually like that about ILP because as a parent, when I'm watching or consuming content, as soon as this, and it's funny how my daughter, as soon as the swears happen, then I can't watch the content anymore because nine times out of 10, I got a kid beside me. Yep. So, especially on a Sunday, especially when you guys go on your like seven hour. King's going Jesus. off about Phil Spencer. The most epic podcast ever. Try, try One day I sent Cog a thing. It was like, great bit. show today. And he was like, dude, we're still live. I'm like, what? It is like five o'clock and then what? How are you still yeah. live? I need, I need to see what's funny is like, originally I worked on Sundays and I was like, we got to be out in two hours. And then it got to the point where that's just not, re- that's not possible anymore. So then I told my boss, can't work on Sundays, man. You're going to have to, I don't care what you do, but that's just, that's just how it is. So now I don't work on Sundays. I'm like, we're good. We got to be out in three hours. And then after three hours, it goes like, I want, like, I usually just like, it is what it is that the, the realm likes it. Let's let it ring. But then once we get to the four to five hours, I'm like, can't let time. We got to wrap this up. Like, <laughs> You just have little buzzer. You just hold up a light yeah. and you just be like, or a white flag. Just wave the white flag. You're like, I give up, man. I can't, I can't do this. Like, I got to pee. Like, I, or I got to. What's funny I, I, is they know I have a rule. After you have me for three hours, I'm eating on the podcast. I don't care. Like, <laughs> I respect it. <laughs> I totally respect it. Greatest, greatest show on Sunday, man. You, you guys at the Unlock do amazing things. I, I put a tweet out the other day. Um, because I've, I've gotten some amazing advice um, from Cognito and Jez Cord and, and uh, Ryan McCaffrey. Jez Corden's a really good dude. Yeah. And just just for them to to reach out and, you know, whether I ask for the advice or they just say, hey, I want to kind of put you mm-hmm. on to something, like um, Cognito has been there um, for me um, for, for the longest time. And, and we, I think me and Cog really got closer a little bit after, after Dizzy passed away. Uh, Cause Dizzy was that was my guy, man, and uh, Cog is a really cool guy, and I, I'm just so happy to see the Iron Lords podcast be what it is, and you know, as it, you know, I I I, I want to see you guys what you guys are doing times ten, you know, at, uh, by the end of the year, man, because you guys are doing great stuff, man, for really. It's 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 been a grind, man. It's been a grind. It's been an enjoyable grind. I'll give it that. But man, like I gotta put my foot down. No more than four hours. I gotta put my <laughs> foot down, man, because then I'll be looking at. Like sometimes I'll be like, all right. Like it was a, a big week, but then I take like we had a guest, but then I take weeks like this week, man. We had a five-hour show. We had no guests. How? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just I the, the conversation would just be so natural and so funny that you'll turn around and it's five o'clock. But regardless, if I didn't feel like it was five hours, my body, my internal body clock definitely knew it was five hours because I'm I'm just exhausted by the end of the show. Like. Well, boys, uh, I think that's a really good spot to kind of jump off here. We'll wrap up the show. We want to thank both one of you. One hour. <laughs> yeah, one hour. Uh, see, Attic? One hour. Out. You're done. Hour and four that's minutes. That's how I do the Attic show. Hour and a half, we out. Like, want to thank you guys for coming, though. It was awesome. I'm glad we could talk yeah, about the review process and actually go through a little bit of gatekeeping. Get a few things off our chest. But it's great to hear from both of you. Be able to give really in-depth perspectives, different perspectives, too, and you guys are doing amazing work, both of you. Um, level thank, 1 Gaming you. is, I love the site, and ILP too. Yes, I love the site too. But I love being able to go and see you guys. You're on top of all the news. The content is great. Um, David, as we wrap up, shout out all your stuff. Level 1. All your yeah, Twitters, man. your sites, everything. I, I, I would say follow you know me at Fami and T2K, but my biggest thing is LV1 Gaming. Uh, LV1Gaming.com. LV1 underscore Twitch. Um, LV1 underscore, underscore gaming on Twitch. Uh, if you see the phoenix flying, you see a bird, that's us, man. Uh, we always say the same thing. Just give us an opportunity to entertain you guys. And uh, Matt, you know, I really appreciate you with the invite. Oh, there we go. I lost my thing for a second. Uh, Court, same as well, Matt. Thank you guys for having me out here. You you guys, again, you guys as well are doing amazing work here at Xbox, eh? And um, I, I really appreciate the invite. And I, I would love to do this thing again, man. Definitely would love to come back again. Attic, what say you? I mean, we're all very familiar. But give uh, us the rundown. 
so you you have uh i do the attic show every tuesday today i was gonna do it but i got caught up at work to like noon and i knew i was coming on this show and i was like i cannot sleep for four hours get up do the attic show then do come jump on this show pretty much right after i was like i'm pushing the ad we'll see originally i was just gonna push it till tomorrow at five but then people's like attic there's a there's a state of play that's japanese based i'm like okay attic shows the reaction show tomorrow let's go we'll do that like so uh you know get, definitely got that then you uh, sunday obviously 1 p.m we have uh, the iron lords podcast uh, we, we we have some uh surprises store in the future so uh definitely be looking for those uh announcements it, it was just, i appreciate the invite uh you know i i don't people like i keep my my dms locked because i, I got some death threats a couple months ago uh, so it's just like, you yes, know, every time those things unlock, people just go wild. So, you know, I, I keep, the, I constantly, I think I, the longest I had it locked was unlocked for like three months. And you wouldn't believe, I, 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 I said that I felt like I needed more info on Starfield and I got like three death threats over it. So it was just like people Jeez. wild, man. They wild, we do crazy. need more info. Okay. <laughs> First, I agree that we needed, we need conferences. And guess what? We do need more info on Starfield <laughs> because it's like, what? If this game's coming out this year, explain to me how that's happening. Oh, what's funny is I, I, I thought I was going to get a lot of backlash when I said I think Elden Ring's going to be game of the year over Starfield. But I, to be fair, maybe I've muted enough of them where they're talking to me themselves now. Like they're not talking to me; they're talking to themselves. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know because I don't believe in blocking people. The only way I block you is if I see you too many times and you're muted, because people retweeting your stuff. That's when you get blocked. Because I've noticed that if if I block people, it just starts nothing but beef. Yep. So mm-hmm. it's just like you get muted right. because I don't have to see your nonsense and there ain't no beef. Like, well, boys, thank you again for coming. YouTube.com/slash Xbox A and podcast services everywhere go check it out follow these boys level one gaming and iron lords podcast thanks so much guys and we'll see you on the next episode